We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's December 23rd, it's 2022. We have 14 NBA games, yes, 14 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm sitting back in my chair, I'm ready to go. Got my, my dude TJ and um, ready to talk about this massive, massive 14-game um, slate. What's happening, TJ? Ready to dive in some to some basketball. We got a lot of content coming our way with Christmas Eve football, Christmas Day basketball. Um, ready to uh, ready to dive into it with this fourteen game NBA slate while uh, side eyeing this uh, Thursday night football game. Should be uh, should be a, a lot of fun over the next few days, family and sports. So. Ready to talk about this massive NBA slate. And yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot to change on this slate from the time we record this podcast here on Thursday night till when this locks on Friday night. So make sure you're paying attention to all the potential news here. We get started with 
San Antonio at Orlando taking on my Orlando Magic. It is a back-to-back for San Antonio. We don't have a ton of back-to-backs on the slate. Um, Keldon Johnson didn't play on Thursday with the hamstring injury, so we'll be paying attention to that. Wendell Carter Jr. and Gary Harris are not marked out. They're both questionable on the injury report. Jonathan Isaac, Okiki, and Jalen Suggs are out. Let's start with the San Antonio side. What do you like here for the Spurs? This is one where I feel like we're just going to get a whole plethora of guys out uh, later in the day. But like as it stands right now, kind of assuming Keldon's still out, I will like Vassell and Trey Jones. And on Thursday night, Sohan played a very good game in the starting lineup. Well, it's somebody like... You got a Josh Richardson who's been out and just came back. You kind of feel like, ah, is he going to play on a back-to-back? Pirtle's been hurt uh, lately and is now back. Is he going to play on a back-to-back? So definitely keep your eye on the news on these guys because somebody like a Jeremy Sohan or a Zach Collins could become a lot more interesting if we get some guys ruled out. But as it stands, it'd be really only Vassell or Jones that I'd have interest in. Yeah, I mean, if Johnson... And on a big slate, sorry, really just to sell. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge slate. If Johnson's out, Sochan is still cheap. Getting a matchup against the Magic, um, he's 4K. Should play, what, 30-ish minutes in this game? Whether Whether it stays close or not. So, I mean, he's really the only guy that I have a ton of interest in. I don't think I want to play Jakobodal. Unless some guys start getting ruled out here, I just don't have a ton of interest in the Spurs side of this game. Uh, Talk to me. What do you like here for the Magic? Pending everybody is in, I don't really think anyone. Markel Fultz still has a ceiling at that price, so if I'm running a lot of lineups, I'd definitely include him. Um, But outside of that, I don't think I have a lot of interest here in really anybody. The slate's just a little bit too big, like you could take a shot on somebody like a bull bull or a bankero in tournaments, but on a slate this big, I just don't really think it's going to be for me. Yeah. I mean, Fultz, I think would be my favorite play in this one. And it's still just going to be like large field tournament only. Um, I, I mean, outside of that, I just, I don't see how you can really take a ton of interest in the magic. You know, Paulo is someone that, can go bonkers here um, against any team, really. So I don't mind him in large field tournaments either. But outside of that, I mean, Franz Wagner, 6,200 is kind of where he should be. You know, he's going to be in the low 30s most nights. He's not going to have big fantasy ceiling. Um, And then Mo Wagner, his price is just kind of caught up to the production. So not a ton of interest here in my magic. Um, I mean, I still don't mind taking shots on Fultz. And if Wendell Carter Jr. comes back, it just kind of crowds the situation a little bit more. Um, So it's just a tough overall situation if that happens. I got a special place in my heart for the Magic. They were my very first uh, um, NBA game I ever attended as a child was in Orlando against the Cavs. Ricky Davis's Cavs versus T-Max Magic. But... uh, Tonight, I don't think I'm going to be playing them. T-Mac was a really fun time. I think my favorite player to watch ever. Like, he was just so 
electric. That game that I watched, the Magic blew them out, so he only played three quarters. He had 39 in those three quarters. Yeah, you know, him, Dwight Howard Magic was fun when Dwight was, like, really, really good. Um, that was a ton of fun, like, as a Magic fan. So we've had we've had some spurts. Good old-fashioned Shaq days. Um, that's what I grew up, like, that's what I grew up watching the Magic. So anyway, we got the Clippers and the 76ers, 216 total. The 76ers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. John Wall is questionable, and Maxi remains out, but that's really all the injury news that we're looking at in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts here for the Clippers? Great defensive teams. This shouldn't play overly fast. The only player that I'd play in maybe GPPs for the Clippers is Zubats, just because assuming he can stay out of foul trouble, he'll have to play big minutes against Embiid. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um 4,700. If he got 28 minutes, he has a little bit of ceiling. Um, but man, you talk about foul trouble. This guy just lives in foul trouble. Um, so I, I think the the risk is real <laughs> for sure. Um, with Zubach, I just, I mean, yeah, like you said, if he can stay out of foul trouble, that's where he becomes somewhat interesting. Kawhi and I was looking at uh, FanDuel first here, but after I switched over to DK, I think I would have some interest in Paul George too. I was going to say, Kawhi is kind of priced where he should be, but Paul George is under 9K. Um, he's someone that's capable of 60-plus fantasy points. So, yeah, I think this is a spot that you could definitely take some shots on Paul George. And that's really it. And then on the Philadelphia side of this game, I mean – I think you could play and beat against anybody, especially like against Zubak. He should dominate Zubak in this game. What are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Yeah, Embiid is really the only one I'd have interest in playing in this game. Maybe James Harden over on FanDuel where he's 9,400. But I think Embiid makes for a great tournament play. And the rest of these guys, it's just kind of a, a fade spot for a slate this big. All right, we're moving on. We got Minnesota. At Boston, this game is currently at a 231 total, and the Celtics are a nine-point favorite. As far as injury news in this one, Gallinari is out. Marcus Smart is questionable. Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert are both questionable. McLaughlin, Prince, and Carl Anthony Towns out. So we'll start here with the Minnesota side. Um, I mean, now Gobert is dealing with a sprained, sprained ankle. Coming back, playing 38 minutes the other night, looked fantastic. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Minnesota? If everyone is in, I don't have a ton of interest in these guys. Maybe a little D'Lo, maybe a little uh, Anthony Edwards and a little bit of Gobert. But for the most part, I'm not super interested in these guys up against Boston. Um, if we happen to get news that Anderson's out, Gobert's out, we can go right back to the well to uh, with Nas Reed. 53 on DK, 55 on FanDuel, fantastic price tag. I think he probably becomes like the top center value on the slate. And so he's very interesting if they're out. And then for tournaments, I think I'd even uh, take a look at Jaden McDaniels if those guys are out as well. And it would obviously make uh, Russell and Edwards even a little bit more in interesting as well. Yeah, McDaniels is definitely a value play that I've circled here. Um He's he's someone interesting. The guy that I think we have to talk about is Austin Rivers. 
I don't want to talk about Austin Rivers, but he's playing a gazillion minutes a night right now. He's he's only 3,800. It's a 14-game slate. I don't know how many guys under 4K we're going to get playing 35 minutes. Um, so if Kyle Anderson misses another game, I think Austin Rivers at 3,800 is one of the top value plays on the slate, which Austin Rivers and top value play on the slate just sounds dirty. Um, what are your thoughts on Austin Rivers? It's going to be a no from me. 14-game slate. We're going to have other stuff opening up. Yes, he has been playing phenomenal lately, but we look at his game log, 8 for 13, 6 for 7, 5 for 7, 6 for 7. That can't continue. It's Austin Rivers. Yes, he is on a bit of a hot streak right now, but I'm sure we're on a 14-game slate, we're going to get something better pop up. Like, if Anderson and Gobert are both out – and I'm playing a ton of lineups, he stays in the pool. But I just have a tough time believing that that hot shooting can keep up and that we're not going to get some a little something better uh, open up. I mean, I like playing the hot hand. So, I mean, he's just so cheap. At, at 3,800, if he gets like a 25-point game, he's not going to kill you. And if he gets a 35-point game, you're going to be off to the races. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mind Rivers. Boston side... What are your thoughts here on Boston? If we get smart playing in this one, um, nobody other than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's price tag's getting up there. He's getting a little tough to play. But um, if we happen to get Marcus Smart out again, then I would have interest in both Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if Smart is out, you know, taking a shot on one of those cheaper value plays i think is definitely playable i think i like brogdon's ceiling more than i like um white but white is a lot cheaper i don't mind taking a tournament shot on a brown or a tatum um yeah i mean i don't i don't hate brown or tatum for large field tournaments just because i don't i don't think they get a ton of ownership and like realistically this game has a 231 implied total I mean, this game has a lot of potential to stay close and a lot of scoring potential here for the Boston side. So I don't mind large field tournaments with Tatum or Brown because I really think they'll be low owned. The one thing I'll say is they're going to both be low owned on both sites, but pick and choose where you play them because you're not going to have to worry about ownership. So if you want to play Jason Tatum, play him on DraftKings where he's 10-8 as opposed to FanDuel where he's 11-2. And if you want to play Jalen Brown, play him on FanDuel because he's 8-8 eight, eight over there as opposed to 9-5 on DraftKings. Excellent point. Pair him with Austin Rivers. You're off to the races. Toronto at <laughs> Toronto at Cleveland. How dare you mix that in before I could get a last word? That's right. Um, hosting 101. 215 and a half total in this game. Cavs a four and a half point favorite going up against Toronto. Um, I mean, the Cleveland side, Mobley's questionable, dealing with a right knee. Um, Rubio's still out. Stevens is upgraded to questionable. Wade and Windler remain out. And then on the Toronto side, Precious is still out. Porter's out. Gary Trent and Birch are both questionable. So a little bit of, a little bit of news that could potentially affect both of these teams. Um, what do you like here for Toronto? Before we dive too far into it, I just have to take a mini victory lap because I was on the Crunch Time uh, combined show Thursday night for NBA and NFL. And I touted 
heavily. Let's roll with 5K in this rainy day on FanDuel. Let's play Chris Strebler. They just called him up. He's a running QB. They called him up for a reason. He's 0.4% owned. He is now in at quarterback for uh, the Jets in the third quarter. First play, he had a rush of five yards. Second play, he had a pass of seven yards. He's cooking. Hopefully, they just leave him in there. On the Toronto side of things, my Toronto Raptors, they got like a, they've been starting Juancho Hernan Gomez lately, and he's been playing typically mid 20s minutes. He hasn't been as hot as a guy as Austin Rivers, but I feel like if we don't look at the game logs, we kind of got to view those two players pretty similarly. However, if we are looking at game logs, the player we are interested in is Pascal Siakam. 76 fantasy points last game, 68 his game before. This guy's just been absolutely cooking, playing 40-plus minutes, shooting the ball a ton. He's going to be a phenomenal tournament play because the slate's so big. Hopefully, he's not going to be all that highly owned against a difficult Cleveland defense. But Siakam is a phenomenal play. Um, If I was running 150, I would probably keep OG Ananobi in my pool on DraftKings. And uh, Fred Van Vliet is a very interesting play on DraftKings as well, where he is not on uh, FanDuel, where he is, uh, what, 95 or something like that? $9,600. My only concern is the matchup, the pace of this game. Siakam, I mean, his usage with Gary Trent out has just been through the roof. I worry about that um, just in a really tough matchup here. If Trent is out again, I mean, I definitely don't mind taking the shots on really anybody from Toronto because the shot attempts are going to be there. Like OG shot 15 times the other night. That's four times in his last or three times in his last five games with Trent out that he's at least shot 14 times. So I definitely don't mind that. It's a tough matchup. Cleveland's a tough team. They play somewhat slow. They play great defense. And they're, I mean, they play the slowest pace in the NBA. And they're first in defensive rating. They're they're real like they're really the worst team to target like teams against and players against. Um what are your thoughts on the Cleveland side of this game? Tough to really like anybody on this Cleveland team. Like if we happen to get something crazy like Donovan Mitchell out, he's been missing games every now and then, then yeah, Darius Garland is a lot of fun. But if Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Kevin Love, all these guys are playing, it's tough to really like any of them. We do have Mobley questionable, so if he doesn't play, Jared Allen, I think, becomes a very good tournament play. Always, I mean, if you're running 150, you always include Jared Allen in, in his pool, in your pool, because he can block five or six shots. But if Mobley were to miss, then I think Kevin Love becomes a phenomenal value play. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is just a. If Mobley's out, I have some interests here on the Cleveland side with Kevin Love, like you said, at, at 4,200. Um, he just becomes too cheap in a game they're going to need size. I don't mind Allen if he was a little bit cheaper, maybe, but like, this is just not a game that I love. I just like overall do not love this game. So I just struggle with getting like a ton of exposure to this game in general. So. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, moving on. We got Chicago going up against New York, the Knicks. Um, this game has a 225.5 total. The Knicks are a five-point favorite. 
As far as the injury report here, Caruso and Ball remain out. Green is doubtful, and Derek Jones Jr. is out for the Bulls. And then on the Knicks side, Quentin Grimes is questionable, and Obi Toppin remains out. We'll go to the Chicago side first. What do you like here for the Bulls? I really like getting us some Kobe White in this spot. Like, weird that when DeRozan's been playing some good basketball and Zach Levine still has a cheap price tag, especially on FanDuel where he's 7K flat, and Jalen Brunson's been playing such good ball on the other side that my favorite play, I think, is Kobe White. But if we get Caruso out, Green out, Dragic out, then I think White is just one of the going to be one of the best value plays on the board. Um, played 30 minutes last game, shot poorly, still put up over 25 fantasy points. I like him quite a bit. I mean, the minutes are going to be there. If he could shoot a little bit better, I mean, he's someone that's active defensively when he's getting minutes. Um, hustle type of player. I love the Kobe White call. Um, if Caruso, I mean, Caruso is already out, so it really just comes down to if you think Javante green matters or not. And I don't think he does. So I think that we're looking at really solid minutes for Kobe white regardless here. So don't hate taking some shots on DeMar DeRozan in this spot. I think he has a pretty high ceiling. I could see, I could see really any of the big three for Chicago. I don't typically play more than like one of them because it seems like it just never works out. So I think it would be DeRozan. I think I'd rank it DeRozan probably then. I think I have to go Vooch and then Levine. Levine just hasn't had a ton of ceiling games this season. So I, I think I rank him behind Vooch in this spot. I agree with you on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, I rank them Levine 1, DeRozan Yeah, he's two, been really cheap three. on FanDuel. Yeah, he's 7K flat over there. It's just like he makes for such a good just like cash game or last piece because you basically know – yeah, he hasn't been great this year, but you're still going to get 5X from him. And if he plays like Zach Levine, then it's he's 2K too cheap. All right. Uh, the Knicks side, what do you like here for New York? Julius Randle's been playing some very good basketball lately, so I'm definitely tempted by him, especially on, like, it's kind of weird. The prices on these sites have on these sites lately have been very conducive to their salary caps like typically the higher end guys are a bit more expensive on DraftKings. the mid-range and lower tier guys are a bit cheaper or, or sorry are more expensive on FanDuel the low end and mid-tier guys are a bit cheaper on DraftKings as they are on FanDuel but it's typically the cap is smaller on FanDuel this week we're just seeing very weird differences in prices and the two that have stood out to me the most on FanDuel in comparison to DraftKings sorry three if you include Zach Levine but it was um, first off, just seeing Paul George cheaper on DraftKings felt weird to me because there's some entire teams like the Raptors who are way cheaper on DraftKings than they are on FanDuel. But seeing that Paul George cheaper over there um, threw me off a little bit. But then this Julius Randle for, uh, on FanDuel, 9,200 as opposed to the 97 on DraftKings, power forward and center eligibility as opposed to just power forward. I think he makes for a much stronger play over there, whereas I'd rather play somebody like a Jalen Brunson or RJ Barrett's on FanDuel or sorry, on DraftKings where they're a little bit cheaper. So um, it's mostly Randall on FanDuel and Brunson and Barrett's on DraftKings for me. Um, 
However, if Quentin Grimes is out and uh, Isaiah Quickly starts again, then I would have some interest in uh, um, Isaiah Quickly as well. And then uh, last piece would be Mitch Robb in tournaments. I, I'll always get to a little bit if I'm playing a ton of lineups. This dude looks like Tim Tebow out there. I know YouTube chat. What do you think? He looks like Tim Tebow out there. He does. He's like a horrible thrower. He started the year he went before he went to the NFL that he started for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL. He had eight touchdown passes and 14 interceptions. Um, like he was just not good at all, but he ran for 800 yards and 12 touchdowns that season. So he went, got moved up to the NFL as like a special team slash wildcat guy. And, uh, I'm just pumped because I told people to play him on crunch time today, and now he's he's in the game. Well, he just threw a dime to Corey Davis, and he dropped it. So as far as the Knicks for me, I think Julius Randle at either price tag has the highest ceiling on this team. He's just someone that, I mean, I don't think he matches, like Vooch matches up well with him. I could see Brunson having a good game in this matchup, um, especially like if Grimes ends up sitting. I think that, that's another potential usage bump for a, a guy like Brunson. So I don't hate that. As far as like the, the cheap plays go, I mean, we all kind of wanted miles McBride to work the other night and he didn't end up starting. So that, I mean, that didn't work out. So yeah, I mean the Knicks for me, Randall, maybe a little bit of Brunson in large field tournaments. And that's really it for me. Yeah. Same page here. Detroit at Atlanta. 233 total in this game. The Hawks an eight and a half point favorite. The Hawks will, I mean, Capella's questionable. Detroit, Cunningham's out and Livers is out. We'll go to the Detroit side first in this one. Um, I mean, it's it's the batter, battle of the Bogdanoviches. Um, Hayes, his, his production's just all over the place. Jaden Ivey had a good game the other night and then followed it up with an okay game. What are your thoughts here on the Pistons? Tale of two sites for this one for me. I don't really have any interest in these guys on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, where Hayes and Ivey are in the 5Ks instead of the 7Ks, I have a little bit of interest in them. Jalen Duran's been starting, playing uh, playing decent minutes. Um, I think I'd have some interest in him if I was playing a lot of lineups, but uh, that's about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, just, I don't know. Um... I don't have a ton of interest in Detroit. I like the matchup on paper. 
Maybe it's Duran. Duran at 5K, he had a back-to-back, and he, he had a tough matchup the other night against Embiid. Uh, maybe going back to Duran is the answer here. Um, Duran. Atlanta side, I mean, if Capella plays, I think you jump off of a Kongwu, obviously. But if Capella's out, I think you continue to play a Kongwu. Um, you could potentially take some shots here on John Collins if you think his minutes are going to get bumped up in this one. It's a great matchup. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? I love John Collins on DraftKings where he's 5,300. On FanDuel, not so much where he's above 6K. Um, DeJounte Murray on DK is a play I like quite a bit. And then Trey Young on FanDuel, 9,700. Actually, sorry, I didn't realize DeJounte is actually cheaper on FanDuel too. Um, so these guards, I'd rather play on that site. $9,700 Trey Young, 86 DeJounte, where you get extra for the steals and blocks against this Detroit team that turns it over quite a bit. Um, I actually, actually have quite a bit of interest in both these guards on uh, FanDuel and then somewhat interest in the guards on DK and then also John Collins on DraftKings. All right, cruising along, 14 games, a lot to get through. And this game, this next game, is super interesting depending on injuries. We have the Bucks and the Nets facing off. Um, I mean, this is the two Eastern powerhouses. I mean, it's a 225 total. The Nets are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, the biggest injury news – Probably on the slate here in Giannis playing or not. Um, he's probable with the knee soreness, but again, like if he were to get rolled out, it's huge. Middleton's still out, and then that's really it. I mean, the, the Nets are pretty healthy. You know, Kyrie's not even on the injury report here. So, what are your thoughts on the Bucks? I mean, yeah, if we get Giannis and Middleton both out for this one, then, uh, I mean, Gian- Giannis is probable, sorry, he's going to play. But uh, I guess I still like Giannis if we get value opening up um, on a 14-game slate, which it should. But other than that, I don't really like much on this Milwaukee side. Brooke Lopez at 5,400, I think, would be the only other person I'd want to play. Yeah. I mean, I think Giannis smashes in this spot. It seems like he always gets up for big games like this. Drew, I wish, was a little bit cheaper. Like, if Drew was 72 in this spot, I'd, I would have some some serious interest in him. I could see Bobby Portis, like, hit, having, like, a ceiling-type game in this spot. I think those would be my, my two, like, favorite targets. And that's really it. And then on... Yeah, on the Bucks side, gosh, it's so hard with all three of these guys playing. I don't think I end up playing any of them on a big slate like this, but if I were to pick one of them, I think it'd have to be KD, the way that he's been playing lately. 100%, I agree with you. KD would be definitely the player I'm most interested in. Um and then, like, I would st- if I'm playing lots of lineups, I definitely still want to make sure I get some Kyrie in tournaments. But Kyrie going up against Drew Holiday, I think I'd just rather play KD. And Ben Simmons just doesn't make the cut for me today. No. 
And like still right. that kind of, like he makes it so I don't really want to play Kyrie all that much either. Like I just kind of like playing Ben Simmons um whenever I like going Ben Simmons whenever uh Kyrie is out and I like going Kyrie whenever Ben Simmons is out. All right. Cruising along here. We have Indiana at Miami taking on the Heat. 225 and a half total in this one. Miami is a six and a half point favorite. On the Miami side, Butler and Deadman probable. Haslam, Martin, Vincent, year seven, uh, questionable. Year seven's out. Sorry, I read that wrong. Halliburton is questionable. Neesmith is questionable. And Tice remains out. So, obviously, one of the biggest things to watch on this slate is does Halliburton play? Because if he's out, this game probably doesn't even stay close. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? If Halliburton is in, he's always interesting for tournaments. Tough matchup. He's not going to get a lot of ownership. Um, if he is out all of a sudden you kind of gotta love the likes of um mcconnell and uh nemhard but uh kind of just assuming he's in right now it's maybe you get a sprinkle of halliburton or turner but otherwise not playing anybody yeah i mean this game doesn't stay close if halliburton sits but it becomes really interesting on the value side because i don't think these guys would necessarily come off the floor in a blowout. Um, unless so, I mean, and, unless Nemhard is just Michael Jordan again. Yeah. Did you watch any of those games when when last time uh, Halliburton missed time? I watched the Golden State game. The one that was in Golden State because we – yeah, I watched that game. Those West Coast games are so much easier for me to watch than the East Coast games. So um, – I mean, I, I typically will have Magic games on from time to time. But, yeah, that game was super interesting. Um, he went he went bonkers in that Golden State game. So uh, that was obviously super interesting. Um, Miami, let's talk about the Heat with pretty much – I mean, they're starting to get – they're finally starting to get healthy. Um, but now we have Hero 88. Butler at 94, Bam at 86. Like, they're really overpriced, even in a fantastic matchup going up against the Pacers. Butler on DK is the only player I'd have somewhat interest in getting to today, and that's only if I'm playing a ton of lineups. I mean, I think you have to have interest in Oladipo. 5,400, he's been playing a bunch of minutes every night, and he gets a matchup against the Pacers. Um, I think it's hard not to have interest in Oladipo with his minutes the way that they are right now. If Caleb Martin is out, then maybe, but if not, I don't think so just because his price has been getting up and like they've been missing players in these last three games. He's played 30. I think we're likely to go back to the low twenties minutes for him if everybody's in, but if Martin is out, then that probably still makes him kind of like the main sixth man. So I would have some interest in him still. I mean, I think he is really interesting if he stays healthy this whole season. Um, he's so good defensively, especially if Halliburton doesn't play. Like a lot of a lot of steel potential. So 
I would have more interest if Halliburton doesn't play because I think he would get extended minutes in the blowout then too. All right. So we got the Pelicans and the Thunder. 232 total. Thunder, a two-point favorite. And that is not a typo. Um, the Thunder are a two-point favorite. It is a back-to-back for New Orleans. We know that Zion's not playing, right? Um, that came out earlier. He won't play against the Spurs or um, the Thunder. Ingram's out. Nance is out. Robinson Earl is out. Um, let's go New Orleans. What do you like here for the Pelicans? Kind of a, just a run back from what we got on Thursday night, assuming if uh, everything stays the same here for these two teams. And so if that's the case, you got to love Jonas Valanciunas again. Um I think it is somewhat of an interesting idea to maybe not on a slate this big, but like if we get Larry Nance out again, I think somebody like a Willie Hernan Gomez can be taking shots on just in case JV gets in foul trouble if you're playing a lot of lineups. But assuming we get the same thing as we do today, um, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, CJ McCollum, all Najee Marshall, all just fantastic plays. Um, and then uh, Jose Alvarado on DraftKings at 3,400 is uh, an interesting value as well. Yeah, I mean, McCollum at 8,300, you just have to kind of think that he's going to be a, a really high usage guy. Um, you know, what did, he, what did he put up? 40 actual points last night or tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Just absolutely had a game. Um Hernan Gomez only played 22 minutes, but he played really well. I want to see what his ownership looks like. I don't know if I trust that as much as like I trust like a Valanciunas or a McCollum, but CJ McCollum point per dollar might be one of the best plays on the slate today um, with no Zion going up against the Thunder. So love him. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate. What are your thoughts on the Thunder side of this game? SGA and that's it. <laughs> healthy right like that's the problem yeah. <laughs> everyone's back and their prices are up now so i'm with you sga and that's it like i just looking at everything it's just nothing really like jumps off the page to me as like i gotta i gotta play this guy um yeah. shucks looking yeah. at today's nba slate i was just looking i didn't realize that how good of a second half hernan gomez had there I uh, am just realizing now that I was Jeremy Sohan uh, instead of Najee Marf- Marshall away from optimal and uh, taken down first place on FanDuel. Shoot. Got to love those 1v1s. Got to love them. All right. So we have Dallas at Houston. Again, I know it makes me laugh every time. Um, 222 total. The Rockets or the Mavericks. Just kidding. Six and a half point favorites in this one. Finney Smith is out. Josh Green is out. Keebler is out. Kimba Walker is out. And then on the Houston side, Eric Gordon is out. Matthews is questionable. And Tate Tate is out. Um, So starting with Dallas, I mean, Kimba being out, he's been playing 20, 24 minutes a night. Just sounds like it's going to be a rest kind of situation for him. Um, I think that I think like him and Finney Smith being out really help Hardaway at 5,500. I think you're going to need Hardaway to like shoot lights out and do some other stuff to potentially get there. 
I wish he was a little bit cheaper with these guys out because I, I do think like there's solid potential. I could see Dinwiddie having a solid game, but not paying off this price tag. Luca is Luca. He's just he's twelve five. I I think I would prefer Giannis over Luca today if I'm just going all the way up. But I mean, it's a matchup against Houston. It's one of the better matchups in the NBA. Who do you prefer between Luca and Giannis on FanDuel, where Luca is eleven eight as opposed to Giannis's twelve k? I still think I prefer Giannis today. That's fair. That's just it's the matchup against Brooklyn. It's the poor defense like Houston, but you kind of expect this game to be a, quite a bit closer. I mean, the thing about the Nets, they they have been playing better defensively um, since was it Jason Kidd got fired. So I, I get it, but I mean Luca is capable of monster games. Steve so Nash. Steve Nash. I couldn't remember if it was Kidd or Nash. Um either way. Um Houston side, what do you like here for the Rockets? Um only if I'm playing Luka Doncic, I would have I would consider Jalen Green or Shangoon. Um, but that's it. KPJ, I watched uh, the Magic game the other night. He shot lights out the other night, man. He had he had a streak going there where he just couldn't miss from three, and he kept putting them up. Um, he had like he had a KPJ game. You know, we we don't typically see those anymore. So, yeah, I mean, if you're playing Luca, one of those two guards, I think Sangoon is in play regardless. Um, you know, it was nice to see him you know, finally kind of get the minutes the other night against the Magic. And if they're going to play Christian Wood, 30 minutes, I think Sengun could play 30 minutes as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not my favorite game, but I don't think this is the worst game. And I think, like, if you're playing large field tournaments, you always, like, have to have some interest in a guy like Luca, just because his ceiling is just massive. Yeah, All right, I kind of have the feeling he's going to be super low owned too. So, like, that's a guy that if I'm playing 150 lineups, you probably just try and double the field on. Portland at Denver taking on the Nuggets. 234.5 total here. Nuggets a five point favorite. On the Portland side, Josh Hart and Eubanks and Lillard, they're all probable. Little is out. Nurkic is probable as well. Peyton remains out. And then on the Denver side, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. are questionable. So paying attention to that. Uh, let's talk the Portland side first. What do you like here for the Trailblazers? I don't really think all that much of anything for these guys at this point. Like going up against Denver, I, I, I'd maybe get a little bit of Dame. Um but other than that, like, if we get a bunch of guys out, like Winslow questionable, Nurkic is what, probable? Um, Hart and Eubanks are on, or I guess they're still listed. Stupid DraftKings always get me confused with their cues, and then you click on it, and these guys are probable. Um, with everybody healthy, I think it'd be Dame on FanDuel, where he's 9,200, and then a little bit of Jeremy Grant on DraftKings, where he's 69. But other than that, I don't really want to play anybody on Portland. Winslow is doubtful. I forgot to mention that, but yeah. Um, the problem with like the only, I think the only problem with like Lillard in this spot is you want to run it back with Jokic. And I don't know if you can necessarily do that on a 
14 game slate at these prices. I think it might be doable. Like I still feel like we're going to get some random injury news. That's tomorrow. true. I mean, the flip side is a 14 game slate. We're probably going to have, you know, 10, 10 things that come out tomorrow where we're going to have five guys under 4k to play tomorrow. So I, I guess you're right. But yeah, I mean, if I'm playing Lillard and I'm playing Jokic, um, and Jokic is capable of, gosh, this guy is just capable of monster games. And I mean, Jokic could slow him down a little bit. He's been able to slow him down um, a couple times this season. I will say, like, Nurkic is interesting on the Portland side just because he's going to need to play the minutes in this game. And anytime Nurkic is playing 30 to 35 minutes, he's in play. I totally forgot to mention him. Um, what are your he thoughts somebody... on the Nuggets? He was somebody I was kind of thinking about as well. If I if my memory uh, is correct, I believe he typically like has had some pretty big games going up against Jokic as well. Um, and so yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like that call as well. And for Denver, you know, MPJ is expected to be back for this one. Um, assuming Jamal Murray plays, it's just Nikola Jokic or nothing for me. And then if somehow if like for some reason Jamal was going to be out, then I'd have a lot of interest in Bones and Bruce Brown as well. Memphis at Phoenix. 226 total in this game. Memphis a two-point favorite. On the Grizzlies side, Desmond Bain upgraded to questionable. Danny Green remains out. And on the Phoenix side, Devin Booker already out for this one. Cam Johnson remains out. Okaji is questionable, and Cam Payne is already ruled out as well. We'll start with Memphis. Um, I mean, pay attention to this Desmond Bain news because if he were to play, could potentially hurt like Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, John Morant type plays. Um, what are your thoughts on Memphis? Yeah, Bain plays. I think I'm out just straight up on everyone. Um, if he is out, I would have some minor tournament ent- interest in Ja and JJJ, but that would be it. Yeah, I don't. I want to like this game. I think this game has the potential to be really competitive and like a really solid game. I'm just struggling where to get exposure. If Bane sits, I like Triple J for tournaments. I like Jaw for tournaments. And, I mean, I think you could take some shots on, like, a Dylan Brooks, especially if, like, Jaw's going to deal with Chris Paul. We could see some open looks for Brooks. On the Phoenix side, I mean, it's hard not to have interest in Aiton. He's been absolutely crushing with Booker out. His usage goes up. Um, Bridges is interesting with no Booker and, and pain, but we want it to work. It hasn't been working. Shaman is a value play, but his price has kind of come up. Um, what are your thoughts on the Suns? Yeah, you know, Phoenix Suns. I feel like we still got to like Chris Paul in this spot. Um, I don't really want to play Shamit just because he had a good shooting game last game. I would rather just roll with Damian Lee still. Um, but Bridges, I think, is okay if I'm playing a lot of lineups. I just can't really see myself getting to that price tag with him today. And so it's likely for me going to be, if for, by some odd reason we don't get more value opening up, take a shot on Damian Lee. But for the most part, it's just Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre Ayton. 
Damian Lee is an interesting call, especially if Okaji sits. Um, I think the that would just kind of leave him and Shamit to get you know plenty of minutes. Washington at Sacramento. No total in this game. It's a back-to-back for Washington, and they've been dealing with some injuries. Holmes is questionable for Sacramento. Don't know if that matters, but um, on the Washington side, I mean, Porzingis has been out. He didn't play on Thursday. Denny didn't play on Thursday um, with a back injury. I mean, Bradley Beal's been in and out of the lineup. Do they play him on the second end of a back-to-back here after coming back, like, you know, a week ago? So, I mean, it's really, really hard to break down Washington tonight before. Yeah, like if Porzingis and Beal is out, Kuzma becomes like the top play on the slate. Uh, Morris plays becomes phenomenal. Gafford becomes one of the top plays on the slate. Jordan Goodwin becomes awesome. And then you can sprinkle in Will Barton for tournaments. If all these players are in, I think Porzingis would really be the only one that I'd have any interest in. Yeah, I mean, if guys start getting ruled out, I don't – I mean, I think you have to have some interest in, like, Kuzma. I think at that point you're you're potentially looking at, like, a Monte Morris. Um, you just really have to kind of play and wait and see – the wait and see game, who's in, who's out. I mean, if Porzingis sits, Gafford is still cheap enough that I think he's playable. Um, and – if Beal sits, like Jordan Goodwin was crushing when Beal was out. So I definitely wouldn't mind getting him at 4,400. Sacramento side, I mean, they should roll in this game. I mean, it's hard not to have some interest in Sabonis, knowing that he's going to be really low-owned. Fox, I mean, he has the ceiling to to break a slate. Um, what are your thoughts on the Kings? If you are running lots of lineups, you absolutely are keeping De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis in your pool. But other than that, like, tough to really have a lot of interest in all these guys now that they're looking pretty healthy. Yeah, I just, I mean, Herder had a game the other night, but it was just, it's kind of just like a weird one-off game. I know, like, we've seen him in years past, like, have those big capable games, um, but not someone that I'm, like going to have a ton of exposure to unless I'm running a ton of lineups and on a 14 game slate, I could tell you with confidence, I'm not running a ton of lineups today. All right. We got Charlotte Adelaide taking on the Lakers two thirty-five total. The Lakers, a four point favorites Charlotte side. Martin is out. Rogier is questionable and DSJ is questionable. Anthony Davis is out. Reeves is questionable and Westbrook is probable. We'll start with Charlotte. If Rogier sits, LaMelo Ball, I, I can't keep preaching it enough. Talked about it the other day. He played 37 minutes the other night. Like, we know the minutes are there. We know the usage is insane. Like, how do you not have interest in LaMelo Ball under 10K um, if Rogier sits? Yeah, and and what if I told you he was still under 9K on FanDuel as well? Just I think he'd be the top play on the slate over there. You run it back with, uh, um, you run it back with uh, LeBron on the other side, going up with like sitting there with no AD for them. It just to me in the late night hammer spot, like that's that's my favorite spot on the slate so far is just the little Lamelo Ball LeBron James skinny stack. I like this game. I think this game is super interesting overall. I think this is a game you really want to kind of focus on. 
And I mean, it could potentially on a 14 game slate, just say no one wants to play the 10 30 game. I mean, you have two 10 o'clock games, so it makes it a little bit easier to play the 10 30 game. But yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in LaMelo ball. I don't hate LeBron. I, I mean, I like LeBron a lot as well, especially if I'm going to play LaMelo. Um, obviously, Thomas Bryant gets one of the best matchups in the NBA going up against Charlotte. So I have interest in him. Um, and at 6,100, I actually don't think he's going to be all that heavily owned. And so I, I think he's going to make for one of the better tournament plays on the slate. Um, Man, anything else here for the Lakers? Um, if I'm playing lots of lineups, I would still include uh, Lonnie Walker in my pool, but that's about it. And maybe even Pat Bev. I know we kind of breeze through this slate. A lot is going to change. We wanted to just kind of give our general thoughts here. Uh, Derek in chat wants to know, how are your backup lineups doing with the backup quarterback? Some of them are going pretty decent, but Zay Jones has let me down. And uh, like I, I would have been kind of winning a ton if um, they got that fourth down when they were fourth and five on the 10-yard line uh a couple drives ago there but as it stands right now we are breaking even with hope that if strebler can get some rushing yards on the next drive we'll be making some money i mean you're gonna get three more minutes of him or three i don't have i don't have jacksonville's kicker and i'm underweight on ingram so those are the two big things i kind of thought the hitch passes that ingram was taken i thought that was going to be uh um I thought that was going to be Zay Jones. And then I kind of figured that with this being so rainy and windy on all of these fourth and shorts, there'd be no way Doug Peterson of all people would be just kicking so many field goals. But that's now, I think the fifth field goal, the fourth field goal that uh, Jacksonville's made. So that, that, that hurts. All right. We're going to play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Re DraftKings pricing and scoring. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? I can't even. I, I was like, ah, oh, I said this is probably the best value as it stands on the slate. I don't got to. I don't got to write it down. I'll just remember. And I don't remember who it was. So I'll go with Kobe White. Kobe White um, is two I wrote down. So hold on one second. Um, I just I'll kind of assumed Kevin. you were going with Austin Rivers. No, he's my let's get rid of you play. Um, <laughs> Kevin Love is my favorite play under 5K. I think Mobley is really banged up, and I think Kevin Love gets the minutes, so I really like him at 4,200. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today? Bust at the top today, I'm going to go with James Harden. I like that one. Um, man, today's tough. I'm going to go. I, I think I'm going to instantly regret saying this, but I'm going to go Siakam against Cleveland. And it pains me. If Mobley's like, out, that's all of a sudden a much less imposing defense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get one of my questions right. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Favorite six X. Oh, I thought it was the GPP. Let's get weird. I'm not prepared. Favorite six X play. It's like the first I, time you've ever done the podcast. I know. I I, I just mixed up the order. I'm gonna go. 
Thomas Bryant. I like that. I'm going to go CJ McCollum going up uh, against the Thunder. No Zion. Um, hard not to love CJ McCollum today. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. CJ, who do you got? Ivica Zubats. I like it. Austin Rivers for me. I already said it. Um, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to even like Austin Rivers, but it's hard not to. Um, I liked Austin see. Rivers when he was with Duke. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, any bets standing out to you here night before, or are you just going to wait and see what we're looking at news-wise? Yeah, probably just wait and see what we're looking at news-wise. There'll probably be some good things we can jump on uh, just at the like as soon as we get the news. But until then, there's kind of nothing really sticking out to me because there's so much we're going to be waiting for from a what-if standpoint. I like the over in the Lakers-Charlotte game at 235. That was my initial one that I wrote down. I think that game is going to be really high scoring. So that was my initial thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back on Monday. I think there's NBA on Monday. Is there Monday? I know a few games Sunday. Now I have to look. 26. There's some hoops on Monday. We'll be back on Monday. Hope everyone has a fantastic Christmas um yeah that's it hope hope you have a fantastic christmas we'll see you on monday and enjoy this massive massive headache i mean 14 game slate (laughs) we'll see you then